Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, everybody. It's Greg Harrelson here. And uh, of course, I'm coming uh, at you with another episode of the Level Up podcast. I've got a great guest today. He's not only a, a, a great, uh, you know, kind of influencer within the real estate uh, industry, but he's also a good friend. And we happen to cross paths on the tennis court a lot, I should say, on the sidelines a lot because our boys, our sons, are actually uh, crossing paths and playing at a lot of the same tennis tournaments. So I want to introduce you to Adam Roach out of the Charleston, South Carolina area, but he's not surely not limited to that particular uh, you know state or, or city. Um, he's got a great company called I Love Coaching. It's a coaching company, but I'm one thing I'm a little bit curious at is Adam. It talks about it's a forward-facing coaching company. So I want to dive into that because I find that interesting. But to get started, Adam, thank you for uh, for joining me. Greg, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here, excited to see where this goes. And yeah, our paths have never crossed on the tennis court, always on the other side of the fence, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm thankful that our paths haven't crossed. I remember there was a one time I saw a GoBundance text thread going on. And somebody said tennis, and I was trying to make sure you were my partner because I never wanted to be on the opposite side of the court of you. But uh, one day, we we'll, maybe we'll do something. One like day, that. we can go hit some balls. Yes, for sure. I, I've got some thoughts. I want to talk about okay. mindset. I want to talk about building. You built a heck of a – you. I, one thing that I know about you, mm-hmm. and I don't I, – I, I'm excited to learn more about you, but I first kind of learned about how you did some amazing things at building some Keller Williams Market Centers. And my thought is, if somebody is successful at building something like you did, you're probably going to be successful at building something else if you choose. And now you're building a coaching company. I want to talk about team building, maybe building brokerages and things like that for our listeners. But can you tell me what forward-facing coaching company means? Because I don't hear anybody else using that, that language right now. Well, so let's go back to the real estate days. I started way out in in Southern California, right? I I was a tennis player. I was a teaching tennis pro. And I fell into the real estate world by meeting a lender on the beach. It was 2001. And I wound up teaching this individual tennis. And he said, you should buy a house. I said, I'm a tennis pro. I don't know what it even means to buy a house, right? I make cash. And he says, don't worry about it. They're called stated loans. So you state your income and we'll give you 100% of all the money. I was like, well, fantastic. I still don't even know what that means. And that was my introduction into real estate. And then fast forward to to where we sit right now. So yeah, we developed amazing real estate companies in the Keller Williams world. I had a great exit of three of those franchises. And it really... I really sat down and said, "What? What's next? Right? What? What is next?" Now, my father, he was an Olympic swim coach, and I learned a lot of. I caught a lot of what he did. Right, so they, mm-hmm. we've all heard that saying, "You can't." It's it's caught, not taught. Right, mm-hmm. and so I caught a lot of what he did, and he passed in 2018, right in the time that I was exiting my franchises. And so, Greg, I got to sit on the beach here in Charleston. In journal for four days, right? I, I that was my morning time. I took some water with me to the beach. I took a speaker and my journal and set and a lot of sunscreen for my bald head. Yeah. And 
and and really got to the point where I saw the impact that he had had on so many athletes coming to his funeral that as I sat there and journaled and sat there and prayed and sat there and mourned and sat there and did that, I, it kept coming back to me. You got to you got to build something that impacts. You got to build something that impacts. And so I had a software company at the time, and I was doing extremely well. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to go coach those people that are using the software. I'm going to do it for free. And so I started doing that. Then I had a few coaches reach out and they say, hey, we, we want to coach with you, but we don't want to coach recruiting. We want to coach in the business space or the fitness space or the health space. Mm. We about four or five coaches came on board. And so I said, guys, we, we probably should create a little company out of this. Let's call it I Love Coaching because we all love to coach. Now, I wasn't in the business of wanting to generate leads for them. I was more in the business of wanting to help them build bigger businesses for themselves. And so I say it's a forward coach-facing company. So our company isn't geared around us going to find clients that want to get better at something. It is finding coaches that want to coach people in whatever verticals they're coaching in to be a better business owner, to be a better coach, to be a better leader, to be a better whatever it was. Because I got to see my dad do the exact same thing with all of his assistant coaches, right? And that, that's that's really where all this was was born from. Yeah, that's that that's awesome. Yeah. I remember you saying something and I don't think you explained this to me a, a while back. But you you know, you were talking about how much how you wanted you you had a big vision for how many people you wanted to reach. And it, it's coming to me now. I understand how you're going to execute on that vision, is you're reaching so many people that are going to reach so many people. So your your reach is growing exponentially. Every time you take on one new coach, then right. technically you're reaching all the people that they're reaching. So I get it. I I because when you first said it, and this is probably a couple of years ago, I'm like, this is awesome. Um, seems like a pretty big goal, but I did not connect how you were going to do it. That was that's awesome. Well, and so Greg, that number actually was not arbitrary. So again, I still don't know. I, I do I'm a faith-based guy and I sat there on the beach and I prayed and I, I journaled and I cried. And I saw the impact again that my dad had had on hundreds of people and a hundred million hit me. Hundred million. Again, I, I still don't know how or why we're gonna get there, but a hundred yeah. million hit me and I journaled that. Uh, back in 2018. And so when I created the vision statement for the I Love Coaching Company, it is to empower coaches to change and serve 100 million people by using what we call our real blueprint. Now, real is not an arrogant term. It's an acronym. It's an acronym that I created as I thought about my being coached past and also working with other coaches. So the acronym is relevant experiential, authentic leader is what real stands for. So we say that all of our coaches, when they go through our blueprint process, they become a real coach. Yeah. Yeah. You know, would, is this applicable for, cause I, you know, one of the things that I, I, in my real estate companies, I feel like we're a coaching company and that's kind of like the business model that I have for my real estate companies, but in the brokerage and in ownership level, it seems that there's a lot of companies that really struggle with coaching their agents, maybe they don't have an experience. It seems like for people that want to build a big team and be able to add value of coaching and development on their team, or somebody who owns a big brokerage that needs to bring in coaching, it seems like you would be a perfect person to go to even for that. We're always looking to help whoever it is in whatever vertical they are in to go lead their people. Yes. To go yeah. coach people, to better their people, to plus their people up, whatever it may be. And, and Greg, this is one thing that I'll say to the listeners. And I see this in a lot of coaches as they come in. They have amazing experience in, in their niche, in, in their vertical. And then they step into a coaching space. And it is incredible to see 
the insecurities that show up, right? The 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 fear that shows up or even the imposter syndrome that can show up when it is now your job to go help others in a specific space. Even though you have massive experience here, you still are a little fear-based. And I had a conversation with a guy yesterday uh, who's going to be coming into our company who's been in his world for 17 years and at the high of his in his world. And he's like, I just feel like I'm not sure I know how to coach to this. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. let's have that conversation. So yeah, that, that's what we definitely can and help coaches do and leaders of or owners of their own company do too. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm going to switch gears because um, the Level Up podcast, one of the things that I've been wanting to focus on for the next couple of episodes in the last few has been mindset. And it's not necessarily the term mindset. Let's go and, and break that down. But how mindset shows up for us, or maybe even against us in certain areas of our business. Okay. And um, at least that's my mindset. It's like it, my mindset's either going to be showing up for me or it's showing up. It's either a tailwind or it's a headwind. And, and, um, and, and just me acknowledging where it is at that moment helps me kind of like transition to make sure I've got it pointed in the right direction. But I'm sensing that there's a lot of fear in the real estate industry right now, fear of whether it be interest rates or the market, less transactions, the economy, whatever it is. I don't know that everyone has their own experience with that, but I just feel like fear is causing people to maybe not take as much action as they need to take in today's market, whether it's building a team, whether it's building their own personal production. But on the on the side of building things, whether you're trying to build through recruiting, you're trying to build a company, you're trying to build a team, how do you feel like, where, where does mindset show up as being a kind of a critical component to one's success in any of those areas? I, hopefully that's not too general of a question, but I, I always, and maybe I, it's good if it is, because then it just, you just answer however you want. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, it, I think the simple way to approach this, and you and I talking about this before we push record with our own boys in the mindset space is, so John Maxwell is a dear friend and a mentor and a coach of mine personally. And every year he has us go back, take our phones out and go through every single picture that we took of that year. And he says, I want you to heart or favorite five to 10 to 15 of them. And then each one of those pictures that is an impactful picture, we're going to take out of that picture the lesson that we learned from that moment. So we're going to now go audit our past to bring forward into the present so that our future can say, wow, we're going to do well because of that moment. Because I do believe, Greg, that, man, we fly through life, right? I mean, our, our our boys are fourteen and fifteen. I mean, I can I can I got a picture of Addison on the tennis court holding a bottle in one hand and a racket in the other hand. He he's not doing that anymore, right? Though the mindset component is where where were you? Where are you? And where are you going? But if you allow yesterday's, if you allow yesterday's failures, if you allow yesterday's past experiences, now be the driver of tomorrow's success you're just living in the past, right? Yeah. I was having a conversation with, with someone that I'm, I'm coaching right now about the recruiting in the recruiting space. And they're an independent company. They, they hired a new recruiter and the language that they were using was, I just a little scared when I go into the recruiting appointment. I'm sorry. Right, well, let's, let's break that down. Now, this is an individual that has closed over 275 transactions a year for the last five years and has only been in the business 
seven years. Mm-hmm. So this individual has had massive success in that space, real estate. And though she said, I just feel like I could be offering more value. So we had to break that down a little bit, but she didn't understand her own value proposition, but she was, she was leaving that success in the past and stepping forward as, to recruit someone scared when I was like, look what you did yesterday, bring that forward because the person you're sitting across from has no clue what happened yesterday, no clue, but you're, you're bringing your insecurities to today for tomorrow's future. And you got to stop doing that. So Greg, that was a lot of high macro type conversation there, language, Bringing it down is I'm a big believer that you got to pay attention to what you are talking to yourself up here, right? That mindset, that, that, that subconscious, right? It controls us all, yeah. right? There's a great book out there called uh, inner size uh, instead of exercise, it's inner size. Mm-hmm. And the inner size talks about, and we've heard this many different ways, but the gorilla, right? The gorilla being your, your drunk monkey or whatever yeah. you want to call it. That is subconscious. And he says, if you really take a take a take a look at what the brain is supposed to do, it's supposed to number one, uh, keep you alive, and number two, conserve energy. So anytime there is a new thought that comes in that you haven't accomplished before, the brain is going to bring out that gorilla. This is the book now. It's going to bring out the gorilla that says, "Hey, listen, okay, I can keep you alive, but though I need to conserve energy, so I'm going to tell you that you're probably not going to be able to do that because we've never done it before, yeah. and this is biology now, and." Since I don't know how to do it, and I know that's going to probably waste time, I'm going to tell you that you probably can't do it because you've never done it before, yeah. right? And so we've got to learn to control that part of the brain to simply say, you're right, I haven't done it before, and stay with me while I go through this process because I'm going to learn how we can do this, and we're going to shrink that energy down so we don't have to waste so much energy. So, Greg, I believe mindset is is first and foremost. If you're not journaling, um, you're holding it in. And if you're journaling, you're releasing. And if you're releasing, you can go back and audit and see, and you can watch your progression and growth. Though I, I believe mindset is everything. Yeah, that was a lot. Okay, that was yeah. a lot. And I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> going back through it a little bit, though, one of the things that I took away from what you said, and I, I'm, I'm processing, you know, as you're as you're you're speaking, you know, I'm reflecting on maybe an agent or myself. That, uh, you know, in the beginning, I somebody may have say, hey, go make a bunch of calls. You can get some listings. And I made a bunch of calls. And mm-hmm. let's just say I made 30 contacts that day. And I got one yes, but I got 29 no's. And out of the 29 no's, I like 20 of them are like, heck no. Right. One of them was like, don't ever call me again. Yeah. It's like, yes. Right. And I got one yes, 29 no's. A few of them were like pretty aggressive no's. And so what I'm taking from you is like, if those were snapshots, I can take a picture of when I got the yes and I got the pictures of the 29 no's. Tomorrow, when I'm going out to like decide what activities I'm going to take, what's in my mind? Is my in my mind that one picture of the yes or the 29 pictures of the no? And and I think that's what I heard you say. And I'm just trying to translate it in my own mind. It's just like, you know, hey, look, some of us are fueled. Tomorrow is being dictated by those 29 no's when we could let the one yes be what fuels us. Am I taking something away that you intend? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, it also goes back to, if we continue to focus on what we don't want, we're going to get more of it, right? Yes. I don't want a double fault. Yeah. You're going to get it. 
The brain cannot hear the negative. The brain will go get whatever you tell it not to get because it can't hear the negative. Yeah. Yes. So then, okay. Now, so yeah, go ahead, please. I was going to say, let's talk about that situation because I believe too, Greg, that environment is important for mindset too. Who you surround yourself with really does matter. It does. So when I was running my Keller Williams franchises, I felt that. I saw that. I, I saw and witnessed these agents getting beat up. I thought, great, we're going to flip this around. So we created a boiler room. Maybe two to three people, four to people showed up the first couple of times. And we were having a good time. So we were all standing up, right? Because I do believe that motion creates emotion. And as we're standing up, now we're all dialing. We've all got scripts out. It's kind of loud in the room, even though there's not a lot of people, but these are, they're, they're, they're scared, right? They're a little afraid of what they're getting ready to get when that, when that phone gets answered. Those are the first couple of days. Then I thought, okay, fine. We're, we're not really measuring really anything. So I got a board and we started tracking. We started tracking everything, answers, conversations, appointments set, appointments, what any way it may be. The, the number, the board wasn't really filling up. And so I could feel the deflating mm. energy. So guys, here's what we're going to do. To come into the room, now we're like five, six, seven, eight people in the room. And then we're getting to nine and 10, but you could still feel the mindset, right? The mindset was still getting beat up. I said, to come into the room now, you have to you have to pay 20 bucks to come in the room. You're like, why would we want to come into a room where we know we're going to get beat up? I said, because here's what we're going to do. We're going to celebrate the no's. We're gonna, whoever gets the most no's wins the pot of 20 bucks. Well, 20 plus, however many people were in the room. So we'd have 10 now, 12 people because they all wanted to try to win that lunch money, right? And so we start celebrating those no's. And here's a neat story from that. One of the guys who was in the room was mentally not prepared to go forward. Though he knew that he couldn't leave the room because he had 20 bucks on the line. He had to get as many no's as he could. And Greg, that guy now is a huge, and this was probably five years ago, six, uh, probably six years ago. He's now a huge multifamily investing guy that has probably over 700 doors on the GP side because he accidentally ran into someone who wanted to sell a multifamily property and he had no clue what to do with it. And so he ran and learned how to do it and his yeah. mindset shifted. And now he's probably a, a multimillionaire. Pay 20 bucks to come in here and change his mindset. Let's take a quick break from the conversation. Are you looking to generate more listings, more closings, and gain more free time for yourself? Well, join the most effective group coaching program offered in the industry today, where you'll learn from agents like myself that do 200 plus listings per year, every year. Membership includes sessions to help you master listings, improve buyer conversion, and learn what technology can help you grow your business in today's market. We also talk about virtual assistants and how to use them effectively. All of the sessions are broadcasted live, but also archived so you can watch them at any time. If you're interested, go ahead, visit realestatesalessolutions.com and get ready to grow your business. I'm your coach, Greg Harrelson. I love this story because, you know, I've done some videos on that, monetizing the no. And the reality is, is that the no's make us way more money than the yeses. Because if you take one hour of time or three hours of time and you get 29 no's and one yes, then the return on your time and you make, and that one yes means a commission check and you make $8,000 on that commission check. Then that means you made $8,000 for three, for 180 minutes. So you divide that 
And you know what? Every minute is equal in a monetary sum and amount. So all minutes are equal. Mm -hmm. So whether you got a yes or a no, your return on your time was the exact same. You know what I mean? So like if we scale this out and we look at, okay, what's our return on on, on the contacts? So you get $8,000 for 30 contacts. So then you got, you divide whatever that will, let's just say it was, let's say say it was 3,000 for 30 contacts. So let's call that $100 per contact. So really you made $2,900 for the no's and you made $100 for the yes. I don't know. We should, like what you said, this is a game of no's. This fits perfectly into today's conversation, what, what my intention was. That's all mental. And so where do you think, like where, I, I just sense, I don't know, you're talking to a lot of people as I'm talking to a lot of people when it comes to agents in the business. Where are are you sensing at all like I am, and it's okay if you are not, that that people are struggling struggling right now in the business and, and it's really fueled by mindset. Are you experiencing that at all? I literally just an hour ago, well, 35 minutes ago, finished up a coaching call with a client of mine who we got to the root of it was not hitting his peak performance because of ego, right? His ego was getting in the way of going into a different marketplace. We'll take uh, Mount Pleasant here where I am in Charleston. South Mount Pleasant or, or Lower Mount Pleasant only had 290 closings this past month. North Mount Pleasant had, um, I think it was just north of 400. Okay, so let, let's just let's just call that uh, 700, 800, 800, right? Roughly 700, 700 total homes closed. So we started looking at all the other surrounding areas. And in Somerville, in Somerville though, there were 1,700 closing. The average sales price was 480. And the average sales price down here, I think it was like 900. So, but because the ego said, I can't go to 480, no way. Why would I do that? Yeah. He would rather have zero in the ego <laughs> than, than go close a home for $480,000. So we had to, we had to look at that, right? We had to take a step back and we had to say, okay, let's, let's analyze all the data. Let's also analyze you. What's 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 specifically stopping you from not having more closings? Okay, it's the specific area you're focused on. Now, what would stop yeah. you from up there? Well, I've worked so hard to stay down here. Okay, well, what's down here? A home is a home. Well, the average sales price. Well, the average sales price. That's okay. That's fine. But the average sales price as it relates to closings is 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 half compared to what has closed up there. Where even a closing up there is going to pay you. So you sure your time value of money might diminish, but it's better than zero. So. Yeah, yeah, a mindset is is a lot there. And again, from what I'm experiencing, Greg, just my experience here is more experienced agents, their ego right now is getting in the way of their logical actions. That's a great. I'm glad you said that. Uh, I don't think I would have said that, but um, I'm I'm relating to, you know, I see a lot of growth in the inexperienced, newer inexperienced agents are having much more growth. Mm-hmm. Then the the experienced agents are having. I'm seeing experienced agents plateau and dip, and then the kind of less experienced, newer agent, they're like seeing massive growth because they don't have any past pictures to actually mm-hmm. influence their future. 
And uh, the experienced agents are like, oh, I got to work with some buyers now. I didn't really want to do that. Or I got to work the lower end now, or I got to work the uh, one level lower. And there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of this. There's not a lot of that. All that's just past conversation. Like you said, creating your future and the, the, the inexperienced agents don't have a, a past, you know? So it's just, again, for those that are listening, you know, um, we, we should learn from our past, but but we should also leave those leave that behind us. So, Adam, let me ask you this: what 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 can you share with our audience when it comes to maybe a morning routine? Like, how do you how do you how do we put ourselves in the right state of mind day in and day out? Do you have a routine? Do you suggest a routine? to make sure that we're putting ourselves in the right state of mind? Because I think we default to the negative and we have to actually actively get to the positive. I think we do that as human beings. So how do we get to that state? I'm going to pause the mindset and I'm going to go into habit, right? Okay. So I don't believe I don't believe there's a, a, a disciplined person. I believe there's a good or great habit forming person, right? I think Gary Keller said that a long time ago and it's really stuck with me. I have a morning routine that is, it's, okay, I'm going to give you a fun example here. Every morning I wake up, I I haven't used an alarm clock in 25 years. So every morning I wake up, it's 447, and I look at the clock, and sure enough, I, regardless of time zone, I can tell myself when to wake up. Uh, And I don't know why, I think that's one of my my only superpower. Yeah. (laughs) But here's what I do. I I start with with, uh, gratitude, right? So I instantly... Did it this morning. It's dark. I put both feet on the ground. And as I instantly, as I walk to the restroom, I say, thanking you, thanking you, and thanking you, and thanking you. So my every time my foot hits, I say a thank and then a you. Uh, I've laid my clothes out uh, from the previous, for the, well, the, the, the previous night. I get dressed in the dark. Mouthwash goes in. I walk out. And, and I start my watch. And I go for a 30-minute walk every morning. By the way, I spit out that mouthwash. And I don't use my phone. I don't do anything on my phone except when I pass a church, uh, I look at my daily devotional and, and I read it. And then I go for a 30 minute walk with nothing, no music, no podcast, no nothing. And that's that's my that's my meditation time. That That is where I get to be with myself, my thoughts and outside. Rain or shine, I'm out there. Okay, so I go for about a 30 minute walk um, in my neighborhood and then I walk to the gym and I do the gym. Now, this year is a little bit different than years in the past. I'm doing what's called the push-up and crunch challenge, which it is a push-up and crunch for each day of the year that it is. So today was day 249. So yesterday was 248. Tomorrow will be 250. So that really gets me going. And then I started something after my father passed. When I walk home from the gym, I pray out loud. And then I talk to my dad out loud. And then I get home and, and I journal. And then I read a devotional from a book. And then I track. Uh, and so I track the number of days that I've actually gone to the gym. So today was day 298 out of 280. And so the goal is 280. And then my morning is done. So that's it. Now, here, here's something fascinating. That that app that I was telling you about that I read the Bible. Remember this number. I was on 600, day 623 consecutive days of reading my Bible app. Now, this is not her fault, but it's, it may sound like her fault, but we're going to go to this. So last week, just last week, just last week, Monday, my wife says, hey, I want to go for a walk with you. I was like, okay, great. Are you going to go with me at five o'clock? And she goes, no, no, no. Let's go at like seven (laughs) o'clock. 
I said, well, I'm not sure what I'm going to do for two hours, but maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll just wait for you or maybe I'll sleep in a little bit. And so um, I do. I get up at 530 and and I, I walk outside, but I don't do my normal walk. I take my journal with me and, and my devotional book and I, and I go ahead and, and I and I I walk down to the water and and I read my devotional there and I, I do my journal in there and I did it out of out of my routine but that was okay. Then my wife gets up and, and instead of seven it's seven fifteen, uh, so I'm a little distracted from that because it's way off my time now. And we start down the the routine or start down the path and she wants to go the opposite way that I normally go. So I normally pass the church. I say good morning to God and I read my devotional. And so we're going for this walk and we finally get home and we're totally off and it's totally late and I'm, I'm distracted. Greg, I wake up the next morning, I do my routine and I missed reading my Bible app. Mm. It went from 623 to one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I share that story. And again, it wasn't her fault. It was mine. And what I realized was I allowed my frustration, mental, I allowed my frustration for me then to lose focus on what was important to me at that time, which was, again, my relationship with God as I was walk, doing my walk and being in my meditation space. And I missed it. I totally missed it. And I was like, wow, there's the power of a routine because my brain had gotten to a point where I was so I've gotten to an unconscious, competent state that I don't even have to think about what I do in the mornings. It just happens. One of the things that one of my mentors, Mike Ferry, and, and of course, Tony DeSella, who we both love dearly. You know, one of the things that they, uh, that's where I developed my routines. And um, one of the things that uh, I was taught early on before I really, I guess this was what they were saying to get me to buy into the the value and the importance of morning routines is they just says, hey, can you find me a, an athlete? Just find me an athlete that's at the highest level that doesn't have a morning routine or a, what I, or it. I, my interpretation was a pre-game routine. So my morning work, my the game starts at eight o'clock. That's when that's tip-off time for me when it comes to work. So the, anything before pre-game, which I actually believe the pre-game lasts for three hours prior to the game. So that's five to eight is pre-game, and then eight to eleven, which is lead generation, I call the game, and then eleven on is post-game. It's all the stuff, and it's the stretching, it's the ice bath, it's all the things that I got to just get done after I played the game for three hours, right? And I started looking at athletes like, you know, at that time it had been Michael Jordan and, you know, and and, and people like that, Tiger Woods and whatnot, and figuring out what their pregame routine was. And it was it was different than you described, but it was similar to what you described. Mm -hmm. So for those of us are out there that are for those that are listening. Hey, look, I, I what I'm taking from Adam is like if if you're finding yourself in a little bit of a lull, maybe you're. You're you're comfortable, and that's making you uncomfortable. Maybe you're feeling like you're dipping in your business. You're experiencing a little bit of dip. What we believe is, and what I believe Adam is telling us is, hey, look, start with morning routine. You got a great example from Adam of what his morning routine is. Fantastic example. It doesn't have to be Adam's routine. It's mm -hmm. going to be your routine. Just like Kobe had his routine, Michael Jordan had his routine. All these players had totally different routines. And it had nothing to do with which ones was better. It was which one worked for them. So I, 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 this is perfect that what just came out because I, I wanted to share something that people can take away and say, and, and this is a takeaway, Adam, I think you'll agree that anyone can choose to start a routine tomorrow. You're not telling them, hey, you need to practice your scripts and get good at really closing for the sale that you can 
you can definitely skill up over time, but it takes time to see the results of doing something like this. Morning routine is something you can institute tomorrow and oh. automatically start feeling good starting the game. I'll give you a quick little example here of someone that I was working with. She had a goal to get to the gym and have a routine. Okay. So though she was failing, miserably failing. And I said, okay, well, let's, let's, that's, that's too big of a goal. Going to the gym is too big of a goal. Let's make it smaller. Okay. Let's, let's make it smaller. And she's like, well, I don't understand. How do you make going to the gym smaller? I said, how often mm. your morning routine, do you put your gym clothes on? She goes, well, I, I don't know. I said, well, let's, let's start, let's start there. Okay. And I want, I want you to win your day by just putting your gym clothes on and let's see what happens afterwards. So we tracked this and we monitored it for an entire month. 92% of the time she put her gym clothes on in a routine fashion in the morning, she went to the gym. She exercised, right? So she exercised and that became then part of this routine. And I do believe, Greg, that I love the four, four areas of learning that when you can get to that unconscious competent space of a morning routine that then serves you. I think that's the big one. How does your morning routine serve you? And then, as you were saying, the preparation, turn that brain off because now you're in an unconscious state of competency. It's it's a, it's a, it's it's no brain. You don't need an alarm clock anymore. It's relieving to know that your next breakthrough can come from just shifting a routine. We don't really have to actually. We probably already know enough in business to experience the next breakthrough, to reach the goals that we've set. So right. we know enough. So for all of you out there, listen, your real estate IQ is already high enough to reach the level of success that you want to reach. If you're not reaching it, consider just recreating or creating a morning routine and see where that takes you. That's good. Adam, this is awesome, man. I, I knew I could count on you. I was thinking mindset and, and, there's a few other Chris Heller. I'm gonna um, I'll take through this. You know, uh, him, I, he, he and I are gonna talk about it on the lead side, about the mental side of leads and whatnot. But you know, there was probably five people I text because I was like, I need somebody who can talk mindset. You are one of the five, and and you are very generous to just say, let's do it. You know, and then we'll figure out the rest later. So thank you. How do people reach you and learn more about I Love Coaching? My pleasure, Greg. This has been a blast, and I. I was excited to get here because I knew what an amazing ship you would lead here. And I don't know, congratulations on all your success. I've I've looked up to you in the real estate space and in the leadership space for many, many years. I love that we've been able to reconnect through GoBundance, but also through our boys playing tennis. So I really appreciate being on here. You can find me personally on Instagram. It's just Adam R. Roach. And then the I Love Coaching, we're on Instagram as well. So it's I Love Coaching Co. And we have a big event coming up in November, yes. November 2nd and 3rd. Greg, one thing that in the business space, and I, as I've been in the business world for well over 20 years, I find that in the fourth quarter, as we plan for next year, we only planned, well, I had only planned business, right? You and I, through our GoBundance experience back in the day, we had what was called a one sheet. And the one sheet was the whole life. And so this is my fifth year of hosting a whole life business planning summit. It's called the I Love Coaching. You can go to it, I Love Coaching summit2023.com. And this year I will have, I believe it is 11 speakers speaking on all different walks of life from health, wealth, and relationship and leadership. 
John Maxwell is our keynote speaker. Garrett Gunderson will be coming in. Uh, he's he's written a few books on on financial. We have a husband and wife who will come in that are high net worth real estate investors. My personal, what I call age-defying health doctor will be there speaking. And then I'm going to end the day. I've got a big surprise at the end of the day, though. The last day, we're going to be talking about all about giving. So we're going to have a pastor come in and speak about the spiritual side of giving. We're going to have a book, uh, Dr. Stephen Post, who wrote a book on giving. Then John Maxwell is going to speak. And I'm going to have Make-A-Wish actually come in. And we're going to talk about how to make a wish for a child. November 2nd and 3rd, I Love Coaching Summit 2023.com. And Greg, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give to you and all the listeners a code that they'll get a discount if they're if they're listening right now. Awesome. I do believe, and again, I don't know when this drops, we're doing a Maxwell experience where only 20 people are going to get to have lunch with John mm-hmm. and my, all of our coaches. So if they want to engage in that, there's probably five seats left that can do that. But again, we, we make this super duper affordable because I'm a big fan of creating uh, whole opportunities for everybody, not just the elite few. Awesome. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, hey, man, I sure do appreciate your time. I look forward to crossing paths on the tennis court again soon or on the sidelines, on on the sidelines. We're going to have to get some jackets because it's going to be a cold winter, I'm sure. We'll be on the sidelines on those those cold days, but we do what we got to do. Before. (laughs) Yeah, man. Thank you so much for everybody. Hey, this is another, Adam's been a great guest. Please like, comment, you know, make some comments. That, uh, that definitely helps us out. We'll see you on the next uh, episode of the Level Up Podcast. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Greg.